You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 326. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Hello, happy Creative Thursday. At this time of year, it's a really wonderful time of year to catch our breath. I hope, I hope that you're finding some time for that. I know that the holiday season or the end of the year can also feel very stressful. You know what I'll say when you get clear on your plans, even personally, you can help avoid some of that stress. It's all the stress and the overwhelm comes from a lack of clarity and then over committing to what we can actually do or want to do. But I promise not to go down a, here's how to have a less stressful holiday rabbit hole, unless you want me to. At some point in the future, I would be happy to share that with you. But today I want to continue on this topic of time management and remind you to come and plan with us, with me for the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge and Coaching Week that is starting on January 15th. We'll put the details in the show notes and where I left off was talking about how I plan my social media content. And today I want to talk on a more specific, practical level about how I organize my content or assets, I call them for social media. And by assets, I mean my photographs, right? Digitally organizing photographs and video. Because now that we can create more video, there's a lot more that we want to create and then ultimately store. Because if you are thinking through this effectively or efficiently, rather, you will repeat, you can reuse a lot of your content. But if it's all everywhere, all over the place, all over the time, or all the time, rather, it's a little bit like that movie I quote all the time, everything everywhere all at once. That's how social media assets can feel. That's just going to bog you down and take more time. And how do I know this? Because I might have gotten a little bit behind on organizing, (laughs) but I do have a system so that I can organize when I am ready. And I wanted to share that with you here. If I often want to ask people as well, how are you organizing? And in fact, that came up at a conference recently and I got some really good tips. So here's me sharing my tips and know that I'm also making improvements in this area as well because the amount of assets I have after 
what are we going into our 17th year of sharing online consistently? It's a lot. It's a lot. So on its simplest level, if we're talking a high level view of organization, one of the best choices I made was to invest in the iCloud where my photos are backed up, where I have plenty of storage, not just on my phone, but in the cloud. And I never liked, is it iPhoto? I never liked how that worked within my computer. Maybe it's worth trying again, but I really use my phone, which pairs which pairs and syncs with my iPad. I use those tools the most for organizing my photos, especially now that I can access them through the cloud. I know if I lost those devices, I could get access to the photos, which is most important. And one of the suggestions made recently and something I would like to be better at doing is to pull them off of your phone and upload them to Dropbox. And a tip that was also shared is that when you do that, something I didn't know is that Dropbox automatically converts the HEIC files from your phone to a JPEG. And that's a really nice feature because a lot of times I am having to convert those images into a JPEG. And one of the reasons that happens just really as part of my process is because I use photo editing apps to improve my photographs. I have a craftsman home. And so sometimes I get beautiful light in my studio, but very often I don't. And I need to just lighten up the photo, punch it up a little bit. And so I use apps. One of my favorites right now is VSCO. I don't know if you pronounce it Visco, but I love using that app. Another one I've loved using is Snapseed. But for me, Visco is my go-to. And so I will take a series of photographs and you can also, you can also use Visco with video, which is fantastic because sometimes video is even more challenging to get the lighting right. I will take a series of video photograph. I will go in and choose my favorite. I will favorite them, put them in my favorites album on my iPhone. That's what I use. And then I can quickly find those images to run through the VSCO app. And there's such a difference. I can spot them right away when I'm scrolling through my feed. Now, where I've fallen behind because I tend to move quickly is deleting the extra photographs. And I might be just a little too attached to my imagery and think, but what if I need that? I might, I might be hoarding photographs just a little bit too much. And some of that is simply because when I go through it, I have a hard time deciding which ones to delete. I used to be great at this. And then at some point, because there is an iCloud, 
I might have let that slide a little and I might be behind. And so one of my goals when there are pockets of time, a little bit more breathing time and a chance to get a little bit ahead, especially of the new year, is to go through a little each day and delete those. And there is an app called Alpaca, and that works really well to bring up a series of photos that are similar that you can look at all together and delete them. And I like to do that on the iPad sometimes because it's larger, it's easier for me to see the photographs. Sometimes though, I have had issues with the syncing between the devices. And these are those tech glitches that can get a little bit frustrating from time to time. But for the most part, those two devices sync nicely. And if I go in and delete images on the iPad, it will update with my phone. So just making sure that you have the latest software updates on both devices so that they're talking to each other in the most current format, I guess you might say, is a wise thing to do. There are now other apps as well that will gather all of your photos and even pick the one that it thinks is the best. But I found when I was experimenting with one of those apps that I didn't like the photo speaking. And so it's better if I can just go through and pick it myself. What I would try to do is do a month in a day, depends on how many images I took, right? But what's nice is that you can select a bunch and you can delete them. And with the iPhone, and I imagine it's the same with other phones as well, phone cameras rather, that it will keep the deleted images for up to 30 days. So you can you can adjust those settings. I'm sure how long it will keep deleted images. And if you do happen to delete something, you can go ahead and recover it, which I have done from time to time. But what I realize when I'm adding photos to my favorites album is that there's really a handful of images that I repurpose come back to and wanting to find those quickly is, you know, needing to find those quickly just makes all the difference in the world. And so I have also approached this organization since I'm primarily working from my phone and not Dropbox. I have created folders on my phone And so I end up organizing images that way. That really is an extra step. And to be honest, the way that the phone is structured is that very often I'm having a hard time finding the folder. So sometimes just scrolling the photos quickly is the quickest way for me to find that. Knowing when I took that photo and searching by date But the iPhone does also have a really nice search feature that I use. And I type, if I type in painting or I type in flowers or it will find certain people, it will highlight different people. It's, or if I share Pepita and and the kitties, it will find, it will find dogs very quickly or cats. And so it's not, you know, the most foolproof way of finding photos, but it is a way to narrow it down. So in my ideal world, I organize each month at the end of the month and only have the best photos. And I 
end up keeping those on the i the you know through iCloud storage. But my next ideal world, I like this idea to pull them off into Dropbox. Of course, Dropbox is something, it's also a subscription that I pay for to have that storage. So I really don't see any way of doing this kind of work without some place that you are paying for storage. Could be Google Drive as well. I have never used that for photo storage, so I can't necessarily recommend it. I just know that very often people use Google Drive or they use Dropbox and they seem to have a strong opinion about about both of those and favor one or the other. So this is where I like to remind you, and I will leave this episode here and we'll talk about some of the other tools I use that once I have the imagery sorted out that I use to plan my content when I am planning ahead of time. I'll share those tools with you. It's really important that you try different tools and you find a system that ultimately works for you. And again, just helps you to feel efficient. I know every time, and then I might add, don't be hard on yourself like I am. When every time I'm searching for something, I think, There was a quicker way for me to find this. I know that there was. And here I am spending this time searching through countless images. At the end of the day, though, we do the best that we can and we get things done. My inbox gets to zero with help, of course almost every single day. So that's pretty great. And now we just need to move that organization into my photographs. And ultimately to last, the last thing I'll say on that, the the best way to keep your computer running smoothly is not to weigh it down with too many files. So keeping them on your devices is fine. I know now that some of the newer models, the the photographs are much bigger in memory. So that may mean that you will need more memory to do it like that, to work your system, you know, saving those images on your phone. So it will depend on where you are in the technology lineup, which I hope is pretty current. But overall, I used to save everything on my computer and then move it to a backup a backup hard drive. And I still do that. I have a time machine that backs up my computer every day. I have actually been through the loss of a hard drive. It was pretty traumatic. And so sometimes even hard drives can have issues. That's why having a variety of places where you save things without overloading yourself and overwhelming you or your team in terms of finding it is is good. And ideally, you know, saving it to Dropbox and having Dropbox save to a backup will free up space on your computer. So I used to save a lot on my computer. I still have a little bit of that habit because I've been using computers for as long as I can remember now. And it gives me comfort when I'm traveling to know that I have access to certain images, but I will use those images again and again. So there's really a handful. I can do a lot with a handful of some really strong images. And I just remembered because I didn't know this for a period of time that 
you can airdrop images to yourself as a computer. I or from your phone to your computer or your phone to your well, the iPad, those sync automatically, but sometimes there's a delay. It's a really nice, simple way to get imagery between some of your devices and or obviously share someone that would be in the vicinity with you. We do that at conferences when we are helping each other take photographs or video. So remember that incredible tool. And that does leave me with one last tip. If you are quote unquote batching content, I just want to remind you that can be really fun to do with a friend where you get ready. Maybe you have a variety of outfits. Maybe you set up your studio to present a variety of scenes and you end up having someone help you capture those images. So next I'll talk about tools and I will also share some tips with you about how I do create the content, whether I end up posting it spontaneously and or plan ahead. So I'll open with that and talk about the project management tools that I use now and how that does help me with planning. So until next time, thanks for listening. I can't wait to see you for the Profitable Artist Planning Challenge on January 15th. And there will be the coaching week as well. So we will have Q&A and have a chance to have conversations around some of these details that are connected to our plan for 2024. Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.